Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Podcasting has always been more or less welcoming of less than radio perfect voices. But with more pros launching great podcasts, is there still room for normal voices in podcasting? Luckily, yes. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. I want to listen to you, the real you. When you voice your podcast, I want it to sound like the real you. And so do your listeners. The word authentic voice, I guess those are words, is very overused. But when it comes to the voice you use on your podcast, your authentic voice is absolutely the right terminology. Now, before I get too far down this road, a quick caveat. I recognize that not everyone's authentic voice matches their authentic self. So if that's you, this is in no way meant to tell you to get over yourself and just deal with what you were given. No, I'm not saying that at all. For those select few, please see a coach, see a speech therapist, whatever you need to get your authentic voice that comes out of your face, matching the authentic voice that is inside of your head, please pursue that. I am not suggesting anything else than just do what you need to do for you. But for everyone else out there, who's just minorly annoyed at their voice from time to time, I remind you that podcasting isn't looking for the perfect radio voice. Hell, radio isn't looking for the perfect radio voice anymore, if they ever, if they ever did. It's okay. People need to sound like other humans. Do you have a heavy accent? Well, okay. Is that heavy accent part of your charm? Would you be different if you didn't have that? Does the accent reflect who you are and where you came from and all of that helps bring to life the person you are today? If so, then lean into that. Just go for it. Live with the accent that you actually have, right? I promise you that anyone who can't get over your accent is not a listener you really want anyhow. Do you have quirks and mannerisms about your voice that are also just a part of you? I'm not talking about the ums and the ahs and little imperfections when you are struggling for a word that could be edited out. Sometimes those can get annoying when you're ah freaking out on the microphone. But just naturally, are there things that you do, little catchphrases and say and mannerisms that are kind of weird? You know, I once knew a guy who had a podcast. He had this weird way of blending the words and and um together to become aim <laughs> when he paused for things. And sometimes leaving in ums and ahs are okay. But this guy blended and and um, it was so strange, right? 
Um, but then again, it was, it was his way. Having Not having that or trying to swap out and make him suddenly say, um, when he's searching for a word or the next thing to do, it would, would be wrong. It just wouldn't work. Do you talk too fast? Hi. Or maybe too slow? Well, who the hell set the speed limit for the rate at which a voice should come into someone's ears? There's no there's no one who has set that out there. There may be some norms, but that's just statistical, statistical averages. Who cares? By the way, also, listeners, they have speed control devices or their devices they listen to your podcast on have speed control. I listen to most things at one and a half speed, but there are some speakers who are rapid, even for me, and I talk really fast. So I drop those back down to one. I've even dropped down to half speed. If I need to, you can do that. It's up to the listener. You talk like you. Now, make sure, however, that this embracing of all of your natural flaws, if you will, the natural voice that you have, make sure when doing so, you're not accepting fixable flaws in your recording environment. Those hardwood floors and very sound reflective surfaces that you're recording in right now, that's not the kind of authenticity listeners want. You can improve upon that. That's not your voice. That's the noise of the room. Also, placing a microphone in the middle of a big room so that all of your buddies can shout into it is not the authenticity listeners want. The noise from your overworked refrigerator or your heating and cooling system or maybe your air purifiers, those noises are not the authenticity listeners want. So be authentic, but please clean up your voice tracks, your narration tracks. I highly recommend investing in a tool called Isotope RX. It is a plug-in and it's also a standalone app and learning how to use Isotope RX. Yes, there will be a link in the episode details. Your listeners will appreciate it. I will appreciate it if you get rid of all of those fixable bits so that we can really enjoy your true and authentic voice. Here's what I want you to do today. Like as soon as you're done listening to this, Think about the podcasters you listen to who have authentic voices who are you know, less than radio perfect. And I want you to send that person a note of appreciation for their voice specifically. Tell them you appreciate the authentic nature of their not necessarily radio perfect, whatever the hell that means, voice. Don't send this to pro announcers, people who have great voices you admire. That's not what I'm talking about. Talking to the people who have their normal voices out there. And yeah, send a link to this episode along with that and ask them to also forward that along to someone else. Let's let's keep this chain going where we appreciate the voices people give to us because they are their voices and we want to love them for that. Do you love this idea? Great. Please go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and, uh, well, you know, do that. Buy me a virtual coffee to show your appreciation for the content. That's it. Enjoy the rest of your week. It's almost over. Enjoy your weekend because I shall be back on Monday with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. 
Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.